Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. So, Matt, I think it was like uh, more than a year ago now. We uh, decided that, hey, why don't we go sit in your office and, and talk to each other for an hour? Yeah. See if anybody ever listens. Right. And I think we probably got about, you know, 30 lessons the first Is that what three months or something, you know, yeah, qualitatively or quantitatively. Yeah. And um, here we are over a year later. Um, How many listens later? Just shy of 6,000. Wow. So what's crazy is that we've had uh, about we've had about 500, 750 listens since we stopped. Mm-hmm. So I, I figure that that's got to either be repeat listeners or people who are finding the podcast for the first time. And they didn't know of it. They weren't aware of it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, people find it for the first time and they got 50 episodes to listen to. So if you're one of the people that um, just finding the podcast, thank you so much. We're mm-hmm. back. Um, we're not going to be doing them as frequently. We, maybe we'll be doing them more frequently at times, but it's not going to be as regimented as it was before. We're going to do it the way the market requires. That's right. Uh, supply and demand. Um, so, yeah, we took just over a month off. Um, thanks to all that waited, and thanks to all that are listening now. I know that there are quite a few um, questions. Where did the podcast go? Uh, you said that. I was. That was a very nice piece of news to get. It, it still is. To hear that is still surreal for me that people really... Don't care about it that much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we took some time off. Um, we regrouped. Regroup. Re-energized. Re-energized. We uh, rehydrated. And yeah. Here and we rehydrated. Are. And we recovered. That's right. And so we're in Studio 132 today. We're yeah. not in 308. We're gonna stay 302. I mean 132. For I think we're gonna stay 132. It's cooler in here. It's cooler. I feel. I don't feel so closed in in here. Right. Well, you know, it smells better. <laughs> we outgrew 308. Yeah, we did. It's a way better fragrance. <laughs> so this is the uh, this is the season two debut, if it if it were. Um, one thing I thought we should go through is the sponsors. Yeah. Um, I got a list on my back and my shirt here, but I'm sure you've got them. Yeah. I'm sure you obviously know who they are. So yeah. you want to go through them? Well, our major sponsors are the Roof Specialist, which is James and Pam McKeg. They've been James has been hanging around here since I opened, mm-hmm. and uh, Pam's been training with me for probably. Well, that her son is eight, and he was just born, so eight years. Yep. He's, James he's, was here before that. Son's a powerlifter. <laughs> son's going to be a powerlifter, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Kay, obviously, was our guest. Yes. Prompto. Prompto. Huge sponsor of ours. Yep. Best place to get your oil changes. Yeah. Um, who else is on your back there? Let's take a look. Uh, this is the most recent. L.A. Strength Club. Huge yep. sponsor. Yep. I was definitely, if you didn't bring Danny Belmore. We can't. How many times can we thank him? We just got to keep thanking him. That's right. Awesome. More at LA Strength, unbelievable sponsor. Yeah. Uh, Brian is right out on the floor. Bold Universe. If you want to see a beautiful website, check ours. He changed the name. Bold Universe is the name of his. He's website Bold now? Universe. Okay. Yeah. So a huge sponsor. Did he change the name of his company? Was he? Wasn't he something different? I don't think so. No, oh, right. I don't know that. If if he was, I'm sure I'll get corrected. It seems like he's always Bold Universe. Universe, but he's out there right now pumping away. Yeah, that's so right. So he's another huge sponsor, and I think that's. Uh, Auto Sound, right next door. Of course. We're holding the push pull there. They're a sponsor, right? Absolutely. It couldn't be any kinder to us. The good neighbor policy. Mm-hmm. And how about the, uh, I guess just to give a, th- it was 
near the end of kind of where we left off last time, but just give a huge thanks to uh, the folks at the Armory. Absolutely, um, the Maine State Armory Rental Bureau, I think it's called, and uh, a guy named Dan Netto. I've been working with him for years. So yeah, that was I heard so much good stuff about that powerlifting meet. I mm-hmm. think it was a fr- I know I think that there's a fresh fresh scene in the powerlifting yep. um, culture, yeah, especially in Southern Maine. Yep. And I think that, you know to go from four years or you know absolutely packed in here to that big venue was just killer. Yep. So Well, that's where we'll be in October. Right. So, so thanks to all involved. Um, Speaking of the Auto Sound folks, uh, August 11th. Push pull. Big one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm signed up. You're signed up? I'm signed up. I know a lot of other folks are signed up. Yeah, but you got to get in, so make sure you keep an eye. It's, on the, it's there. It's out there if you, you want. got an idea how many spots? We're getting close? It could be. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I got some entries here on the desk, too. I do. I have seen quite a few folks on Instagram and whatnot posting that they just registered, so... Yep. I think that's typical that a lot of people kind of mid, especially with the push in the summer of the push pull. Right, kind yeah. of mid prep yeah. you sign up for. But it. don't get shut out, folks. Right, you don't want to miss out on your park race. It's one of our funnest ones. It's it's a great one, yeah. and uh, you can still set records, do all kinds of things. Yep, and if you're new, a lot less stress, not worrying about the squat. If you're not new, it's still a lot less. Squat. It's still a lot less stress. <laughs> oh man, a lot less stress for us to put it on. Yeah, yeah, man. I, so I. Uh, you know, spotted at the last meet. Yeah. And squatting is really where it could go wrong, mm-hmm. um, especially from the spotter standpoint. So, you guys did great. Do you uh, you look at still looking for volunteers for the push pull? Absolutely. I'll put. A, I'm gonna July first. I'll put up a sign up. But yes, we need a few. Don't need as many as we do for, uh, you know, a full meet. But we still need help. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. And again, it's more fun. Yeah. Less is. work. It's yeah. It's you, over in about two hours. Yeah. It's fast. Good time. Yeah, so come on by. You still get a t-shirt and a whatever. Gatorade. I'll give you a Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky. I'll share Gatorades. Um, so we've got a couple things to talk about. I'll one share thing. everything. <laughs> one thing that I want to talk about. So part of the reason why we wanted to take some time off, or part of the reason why I needed to take some time off from the podcast, I bought a house. Congratulations again. Thank you so yes. much. Um, Feels good, doesn't it? It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's uh, surreal still. Um, you live like you want to. I live like I want to. I got one. I, I really lucked out with the place that I got. Huge shout out to uh, Mike Wilson yeah. at North Point Realty. Good. If you want a real estate agent, I mean, part of what made my process good was that Mike really educated my girlfriend and I mm-hmm. on the whole thing mm-hmm. so that even when he wasn't there or when we had to make decisions without him, we, we weren't nervous about it. The education is half the battle. So. It wasn't the whole process connected to the gym. Or it was so, uh, yeah. So Mike obviously co-owns Dynamax yeah. and um, was my real estate agent. And um, our loaner, or what's the term, lender? Yes, was uh, one of Lauren's clients. That's right. At the That's Iron right. Will. That's right. And her name is totally blanking on me, or else I would give her a shout out because she was extremely Kate Kate Virgie at uh, I can't remember who it was, but she was one of those people that doesn't really ever shut off at the bank yeah yeah it's like she just plugs in yeah you know it's like you you send her a text or an email at any time of the day and you get a very high energy response she's extremely paid great attention to detail i can't say enough about her so that's yeah. rare in that because i've been through a lot of those they don't they don't pay any attention um so yeah i can't recommend her enough um but so since buying a home a common question that i've gotten is so you're going to build a home gym <laughs> Which is kind of a, it's kind of an interesting topic because I think it's something that, like, 
seems like a really good idea. Like it seems awesome to have the squat rack. And, you know, you could do deadlifts at your house. You could do the big three at your house. You got plates, every you know, bench press, everything. So, <laughs> the answer to that question is probably not because I live in Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. I don't need to have a home gym. Um, the whole idea is to get here with your friends. And exactly. I mean, if I lived in Prescott Island, the closest right. powerlifting gym was two and a half hours away, or you know, if I had a kid and I or I worked from home and I couldn't leave the house, was, then there'd there be was, a different yeah, story. You had no options. Exactly. So, it's just a funny question because I've had a number of people ask me it, and they're thinking. Oh, Matt works out. He's a big gym guy. He's going to build a home gym. When I used to get the industry uh, papers, mm -hmm. I used to get all the, there's a bunch of industry mags and papers. Yeah. The It's the biggest waste of uh, fitness dollars there is as a home gym. Because they end up with clothes hanging on them. And of course. Yeah, you think about, you're right, out of the billions of dollars of yeah. equipment sold, how much of it is dusty in a basement and hasn't moved in I ages? forget the numbers, but most of it. It's going to be, I'm sure. It's the biggest waste of fitness dollar there is. Mm -hmm. So now that being said, I did buy a six-foot length of three-quarter-inch PVC pipe mm -hmm. for stretching. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. practice squatting. If somebody wants to, one of my friends who doesn't know how to lift wants to, you know, maybe learn to squat or something, just like we got here. It's good for warming up, yeah. good for getting your shoulders yeah. good. Um, I got some bands. So you have a home gym? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get some bands at home. Yeah. Um, I've got a lawn so I can do, you know, lunging. Yeah. Or if I want to do, I've got a wheelbarrow. I can load that. You can I got strong man events. That's right. I'm, big, I'm well on my way to being a strong man. <laughs> okay. No, it's, uh, I mean, I just thought it was interesting, though, that so many people think that it's all folks from around this area. Is it people that don't work out? No, it is. It's it's people that are well connected to the gym, mm -hmm. but seem to. Th it, it's almost just like it's like an accessory to your house that, as like a gym person, people think you should have. Most of these people don't have houses; they got apartments, right? Oh yeah. So I guess they're thinking, oh, you got a garage. Yeah. Put put a squat rack in there. I'm gonna put my car in there. Yeah, I don't think it's anything I'd ever do. No, again, I wouldn't. I would like to have like a bike in my house. That'd be cool. You know, one one of those air assault bikes is gonna do more cardio, but yeah. Um, so with that, that being said, I just thought that it was kind of an interesting... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, actually. Interesting know that this is what you're into. Exactly. Why, why would you... I don't, know. I don't know. I guess people don't... Well, it was, it's strange, too, because the people who are asking the question are... It's not like they, they don't lift. They're part of the culture. They, it's not like you're some recluse. Right, and it's like they're... Half, you know, the people asking me have their social lives in the gym also. So yeah. I thought it was uh, thought it was kind of funny. I mean, there are those people that you hear about. Mm -hmm. They just train at home, but they're... They don't want to be around anybody. Then, they, then they do some crazy thing, and everybody says what a nice guy they were. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's pretty that's much true. He was really nice. I don't know why he uh, opened that. fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope, I will be here. And uh, if you want to get a workout at my house, I've got a uh, two-pound PVC pipe. Yep. And a wheelbarrow. You okay, can so you can help me you load your full logs <laughs> and start getting ready for the main strongman. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we you you uh, came to me with the other day with kind of an interesting topic. You know, something that we went through a lot on. You know, we'll call it season one of the podcast was really getting into the, the nitty gritty of powerlifting, whether it's the bars, using bands and chains. Um, does your gym have the right equipment? You know, we we've, we've literally talked for hours about yes. that. 
Um, and one thing that you brought up that we missed was kind of, I think you referred to it as the fixings. Fixings, or the dressings, the dressings, the sure. Whatever you want to call it. Um, and what that is is kind of it, it, now this is again this is a minor detail that if you're a kind of a newbie at the gym you're probably thinking you're crazy to even be thinking about it at this level you, you're not going to get it but um, you know it, things like how you wrap your wrists we talked about that's right um, yep. things about how to uh, wrap, wrap, your knees. wrap your knees the right way so I guess let's get into that okay um, so one thing for I, I guess for wrapping your wrists there's two main ways you could do it or there's two two different lifts you'd probably do it for. Squat. I do it for all three now. You do? Yes. Do you, um, well, I guess tell me why. I, uh, bench is the obvious one. Bench is the, is the most difficult one that my people just can't grasp. They just can't figure it out. Okay. But anyway, you know how I have you wrap, wrap it low. Okay. Because you're making basically a shock absorber. Right. So if you're using everything being relative, a heavy weight for whoever it is, needs a little bit of shock absorption at the bottom. The very bottom. And, and people can't see us, I know, but our wrists don't want to be straight. They also don't want to be laid back so that the weight is not over anything. Right. We still want it over your tricep. But you can still lay back a little so you can get a touch. If you wrap it the way we do, the way you do, I guess, too, which is pretty low on your hand, down across your, the um, ulnar side of your hand almost, and back around the radial side, mm -hmm. and then up your wrist a little bit so that you now have a, a shock absorber on your wrist. I guess, you know, a lot of people probably don't think about why they do wrap their wrist. Well, they don't know why. I see the I see the wrist wrapped above the wrist. Like, what are you doing? I mean, just leave it off if right. you do that. I think a lot of people would think that it's to keep, to to prevent your wrist from falling back. Yeah, but if you, if you haven't covered it, then there's no point. Exactly. Right? So, I work and work and work with my people with it, but it baffles them. Mm -hmm. So, I end up doing it myself usually. So do you wrap your wrist? Do you wrap your so you wrap your wrist for your squat? You say you do then for the squat, wrist. I do just a modified bench press wrap because I want a tiny bit more flexibility when I so that you can get when your, I lock under get your elbows yeah. under. Yes, my elbows come under, and I want my wrist to bend a little more than bench. Now on deadlift, if you're wrapping your wrist, you should be wrap. You the main reason to wrap your wrist on deadlift would be if you have a grip issue. So you're trying to kind of create the fist. You create the fist, yes. Right. And I don't know if you ever played that game when you were a kid. You squeeze your hand as hard as you could, and then had somebody squeeze your wrist, yep. and you couldn't open it. Right. That's all the wrist wrap does on that. So you're not going to wrap it down on the across the ulnar and radial side. That's where you're really just cranking it around the wrist. Cranking it around a little higher. I do keep it a little lower when I do it. I don't really have a grip problem, but I don't want one. So I now wrap for dead, heavier deadlifts, too. Mm -hmm. Do you use the same pair of wraps for no. all three? No. I'm an absolute <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> I have three different pairs. So, and what's interesting, don't um, don't you use a stiffer pair for squat than you do for bench? I have a medium pair for squat, I have a stiff pair for bench, and then I have a in-between pair for uh, deadlift. So you do have a different pair for each one? Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm not a good person, not a good resource for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, let, let's just work our way, uh, you know, starting at the wrist. Yeah. I noticed that you... You, you occasionally wear elbow sleeves. I wear them for squat and never now. Never bench. Never. Which is the only time I do wear them. I don't want to get used to them. Now, for me, I had, uh, I, it was just to kind of prevent some uh, elbow pain. But for, uh, it's got to obviously be the same for squat. But why? For squat, because I had the issue with my, tore my tricep off. Right. And I want to keep my elbows warm when I'm squatting so that I can't wrench them under. Yeah. And then, I'm, I don't know if it's right or not, but I'm hoping It'll stop me from tearing a bicep on deadlift by keeping that. Kind of the same idea. So I keep them on for deadlift. Sure. Yeah, but I just don't want to feel them on bench. 
Yeah, I um, I remember when. So I, I used the. Uh, we have the exact same pair, actually. We got the that's strong right, the strong sleeves. They're the ones you make. That's, yeah, that's made by me in my factory <laughs> in China. Um, I don't. You know, I remember when they first came out, seeing something saying that they give you a ten to fifteen percent increase on pushing movements, which I think. I mean, maybe if you're, you know, should be wearing an XL and you're squeezing into a small, maybe. I to me, it is really just for when I'm doing reps. And it, it keeps my elbows from. I mean, I would out. assume that they might. You know, you know, way back when they wrap they would wrap their elbows on, on bench, but they've outlawed it. Right. Like, two years into it, in the back of the, when it started. Was it a safety thing or was it? No, a, it was a performance. People thing. were just like bench way too much. Yeah. Yeah. So those. I mean, that's out. Yeah. Were they doing the tennis ball and the elbow? That was in the knee. The knee, yeah. not in the elbow. Now, maybe I'm sure there's maybe yeah, a small ping pong ball. I mean, like a ping pong like ball, a, a half a golf ball. <laughs> yeah, half a golf ball. Yeah. Ooh, that would hurt. Yeah. Um, what made you want to extend though? Uh, definitely. Did you ever just for no? You never no. draft your elbows? No. Just for fun? No. Training? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't want to feel anything. Did any of you training partners or was there when they hurt? Maybe. Oh, okay. So they even like even when because you've been doing this for a long time, you know, even when like people were starting to introduce shirts, you know, uh, that's something that is going to add to your bench press. Correct. Um, but just wrapping your elbows, didn't want to do it. <coughs> I never did. I like, never saw, <coughs> remember seeing anybody much, unless they were hurt. Do sure. that. Then the sleeves came around. They weren't that around that much either. That's more recent, I think, mm-hmm. especially. With the knee sleeves, which you can talk about, because yep. I never wore those before. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, let's let's talk about that. I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, I guess the next thing. Well, before we get to season wraps, let's go keep going down. Okay. The belt. Oh yeah. That's kind of an obvious one. Yep. Um, and actually, we had when Sean Mevelson was here, she had some very interesting points about the thickness of the belt, the width of the belt, the length of the belt. You lift, know. lift by lift. Exactly. Yes. Um, I use one belt for every mm-hmm. lift. Are yep. you sitting the same? Yeah, but I shouldn't wear. I should have a different belt for benching. You think you should have like a like a thin belt? Yes, yes. I could expand more if I did. So that that's the um, that's what you're concerned about. You want to expand as much as you can on bench, right? It's right. Those big power belts they don't let you. Right. So I think that I would love to get a smaller belt for deadlifting. A thinner one, or yes, a, a thinner one, and a. Th- Thinner, both in the the thickness and yep. the that ten centimeter and the exactly. So if you were to look at the belt, it would be you know narrow, you know shorter on my waist, and the thickness of it would be less. Also, mm-hmm. I've had you know especially at second, third attempt deadlift at a meet, I think you're really getting your way. I've got a thirteen millimeter rogue uh, powerlifting mm-hmm. single prong. Yeah, pretty pretty run of the mill, but very thick, very beefy. It gets in the waist sometimes. Some of them are, seem to be thicker and stiffer now. I don't like them. A couple of the guys have them. Yeah, I don't know if it's a um, just a marketing thing, like we want to be bigger and better. I think it is. You know, and yeah. people just say, oh, well, this one's 13 millimeters. The other one's 10. I should obviously buy this one. But yeah. they can get in the way, so yeah. I'd uh, you know, be cautious of that. Yeah, uh, just get the standard, what is it, 10 by 13, right? Yeah. I, that's what I recommend to everybody out there. Yeah, I was weighed. Suede sticks to your garments better. Oh, that's yeah. why they make them out of suede. Right. But they still make leather. I don't know why, because that slips. That's why they came up with the suede. If you're wearing a suit or if you're raw. Right. It still sticks to whatever you're wearing better. Yeah. I would definitely recommend a single prong. Single prong without question. Yeah. The double yeah. prong is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Watch somebody who's... 
they after a they got one in one hole, one in the other. Yeah, or they can't get that last hole, the last yeah. prong out. Yeah, you've doubled your difficulty. Right. Have you ever used a lever belt? No. Me neither. Um, I'd, I'd like to try one. I think that I would like to have one of those for my deadlifting. Maybe. I don't trust them. Really? You mm. think that it's going to pop? I saw one. My client had one pop a month ago. Really? Yes. Crazy lift or just... No, uh, just, just a, doing a warm-up. The buckle snapped. Wow. I thought, you know, I, now that you see And that, it was shiny. I thought it was stainless steel. But it wasn't. It was just coated junk. You know? Yeah. If they make a stainless steel one, then I might trust it. But. Yeah, I think that if you do... I think you that know that junk metal? That's oh, what was underneath. Yeah. I think that if you want to go the direction of a lever belt, you got to dish out some cash to get a good one. To get a stainless steel lever. To tr tr one you could trust. Well, yeah, that's what you're trusting is the right. level. So. I mean, I think you're talking about, I mean, I think I spent pretty good money on my belt. I want to say 140 bucks. Yes. I bought it three years ago. It's going to last forever. Um, but I'm pretty sure that those high-end lever belts, like the nice, I think Pioneer Fitness makes one. Pioneer. Um, I think they're into two, three, four hundred bucks, depending on how you want to. You can get a customized wow. name on there. You can get friggin', you know, alligator skin. That's quite I, an investment. I think you can actually, I think you can literally get snake skin. If that's what you're into, that's a big investment, right? So, be aware. You know, if you general duty stuff, I mean, don't buy one. Come to the gym and ask we to borrow have a plenty to do. Whether you got a 57 inch waist or Which a 27 inch waist, we got one of those, and we got one of those. We'll make we got belts yeah. to fit everywhere in between. In fact, we put two belts together for a guy for a while. Yep, until you bought him a. Then we got him from that company. What you just mentioned, Pioneer. Pioneer. That's where I found him. That's a big one. He's a big boy. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right, so down to the knees. Down to the knees. Uh, two things you can put on your knees. Yes. Wraps and sleeves. I'll talk about sleeves, and I'll let you talk about wraps. Okay. So um, sleeves, I mean, there's really, I think that there's not too many different, there's not too many varieties in sleeves. I think you've got the basic neoprene. Yeah. Uh, I think that Elite FTS makes um, a kind of a, uh, it's actually like a knee wrap material. I've seen it. It's not... It's hard to get on, right? It's very difficult to get on. There's a... Jess here, I think, has some. She has some. And they're stiff. They are very stiff. And I don't know if how they would fly in federations that are sleeve only. Or like, you know, if you're competing raw, you can't use wraps. I don't you know can only use... Some of them are only sleeves now. Right. Uh, USAPL is like that. No so wraps. No wraps. If you're raw. No wraps if you're raw. Okay. So I'm not sure how that... I'm sure that they got rules regarding that. Okay. Um, She's done well in them, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they, they definitely work. She's squatting well. Yeah, they're um, they do look like a pain in the ass to get off. Yeah, if you're at a meet and you're in a hurry, because I wouldn't want to leave them on. Oh, that's you know a good I mean? point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I just so, my, once you get to sleep, because once she gets those on, they're not coming off. Right. So I think. That's, yeah, so I wouldn't want to leave them on through three attempts and warm ups. Right. Exactly, and that's <clears> a lot of on off. Yeah. Too. So for those that, some people may not even realize that there is a difference between sleeves and wraps or that what that they difference probably don't. is. You're probably right. Um, I think with sleeve, with sleeves you get a very minor increase in performance. And again, it is mostly a safety. Warm joints. Warm joints, protect your knees, help with the warm up process. You might get a little bit of punch out of it in the hole, mm -hmm. but it's, it's mostly a protective device. Wraps on the other hand, you can get Both. quite a bit out you of it. You get a lot of protection. And and a lot, lot of protection, performance. of course. Right. And what's funny is when I first heard about people wrapping their knees, it was for protection. I didn't realize that you got something out of it. I think early on it was just, all they, all they had was ace bandages. 
Right. And then they started getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And so longer. Does this might be a stupid question? Yeah. Does wrapping your knees pre- prevent you from any specific injuries? I, I think they're protective slash performance enhancers. So what would what would that injury be like? Well, they you you've tightened up your joint. Okay. So if you've tightened up your joints, the same effect as the um, the sleeves you were just talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. And if you follow your, I don't know how you wrap, but I kind of follow the ligaments, the ACL and the MCL. You you do a spiral, don't you? I do. It, it, it depends. Well, depending on who I'm wrapping and the size of it, all depends on the size of the leg. Oh, okay. Me. All right. So if you follow the ligaments, like that's the way I like a crisscross. Yeah. I think you're getting both. You just got to make sure you cover everything. Right. I you know. As and I'm, they're so good now. The wraps are. You know, I've seen some of them. I can't even use. They're too super too much tool. Yeah. You know, as I'm asking you this question, it's something that I haven't realized that, you know, if someone were to ask me, why do you wrap your knees? And I'd say, squat more to protect my knees. Mm-hmm. If someone were to ask me, why do they protect your knees? Just think of it as a mechanical... Uh, it's you, you watch football. A lot of the offensive linemen wear those braces. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, lateral movement in your knee is not good. Right? That makes sense. So La- it's Lateral cool. movement is not good for your knee. Right. So that's what those braces do on those NFL linemen, college linemen. Yeah. But I think, you know... You're not supposed to have any lateral movement when you squat, but that's how people hurt their knees. You get a little little tweak in the knee, and it could go over. So that could that could help that. Yeah, that would so, be my best answer. Yeah, that's an interesting one for uh, maybe the power doc to get technical on us with. I'd be yeah. curious to, yeah. to kind of know. I mean, you've you've made the joint more stable. Right. That right? that's a lame. Now I see that spiral wrap sometimes too tight in my mind because your patella has to move a little bit. Your kneecap, yes, it's, it's got to go up and down, and a little tiny bit of lateral movement, not much. So that spiral wrap, I think, can drive your patella into your uh, into your tibia and your um, femur, you know, and the, and where, where, where it, they meet. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if one rep at a time is going to hurt you, but it seems like a, a crisscross is better to mm-hmm. me. It allows for a little mobility. So I wear knee sleeves every time I squat. Once I get to about a plate and a quarter, they come on. I just don't squat without it. Mm-hmm. Wrapping is not the same, obviously. Um, how frequently do you? I mean, I know you wrap your personally wrap your knees very infrequently, correct? I haven't wrapped my knees in years. Oh, I, wait a minute! I wrapped them at the strongman. You did? Yes. Would you wrap them I in training? Uh, before that, I don't know when the last time I had them on was. Would you do it in training? I didn't used to wrap till seven hundred. So I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. So. How, uh, how about your training partners? They haven't wrapped. Maybe Gabe wrapped before the meet. Just a few times. A couple, two weeks, maybe two weeks, two two wraps. Who else lifted from here? From, was he the only one? I think he was the only one in that would have been. Wearing He's the only wraps. one that wrapped then. Yeah, yeah. Just the last two workouts. Yeah, we don't wear them. Don't wear them. You know, it's funny. So I think that half of. I so I just recently hit uh, some squats and wraps just to get used to it again. I'm getting used to wrapping or. There's nothing wrong with it. Lifting in a monolith again. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get a little bit more weight on my back. Threw the wraps on. Also had to move out of my house. I had to get everything out of from under my bed. I found mm-hmm. my knee wraps. Remember that I like doing those occasionally. <laughs> um, and it is, um, I mean, it's a pain in the ass. That's for, for sure. Squatting is a pain in the ass. Squatting, squatting with stressful knee wraps, pain in the neck. Squatting with knee wraps is a huge and that, pain in the that ass. that just adds to it. Because you've got, I mean, you, you really can't, you shouldn't be doing it by yourself. You usually need somebody to wrap your knees. Yeah. Um, and where I was going with this is that if you are a, you know, maybe you're very good at wrap or squatting with knee wraps, 
half the battle is having a good knee wrapper. Correct. And so there's there's value added in maybe getting some practice wraps from them. Which is really the only reason Gabe wrapped, right. I think. I think so, too. To get ready, have the, I forget who wrapped him, but have them ready for the meet. Exactly. Because um, they want to know how tight they need to go, the difference between first, second, third attempt. The style. The style, right? There's a thousand ways to do it. I mean, how many different ways could you wrap your finger with a piece of tape? There's, That's there's the same many ways, ways as you can think of. Right, same number of ways you could uh, wrap your knees there, unlimited. So I think, you know, caution, word of caution there is, Practice. Practice and establish a bit of a relationship. And find with out what your, kind of knee wrap you want. Right. You want stiff? Do you want a little longer? Bouncy, you want longer, shorter? Find out what your federation allows. Correct. Um, I know that uh, there's, there's so many different kinds out there. I know like Elite FTS makes like a sticky one. Yes, that's which right. Seems like a really good idea, but they are pain in the ass. It must be to work with because it. It almost doesn't really need like the. You have to make sure you clear each wrap, right? Exactly, and it's getting them off is a nightmare. I'm sure. Um, so I guess kind of ending the trimmings here, <laughs> the sanitation question. Okay. How often do you clean your sleeves and or wrist straps? All the time. Really? Yeah, I can't. It's, it's, some of these guys stink. I'm one of them. <laughs> I think that smells. Give them to me. I'll bring them home and wash them. <laughs> I got a washing machine now. Oh, okay. So I don't got to take my All nasty right. sleeves. I mean, sometimes it's just foul. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I might wash my knee sleeves. I, so I just washed my elbow sleeves the first time ever. Well, if you don't want to reinvest in them, wash them because it, it breaks them down. Not wash the bacteria them. breaks those down. You don't think that washing them will make them lose? No, their, don't uh, don't dry them. What about any superstitious uh, effects that may be on there? No, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to keep them resilient, yeah, wash them in woolite. Woolite. Yes. Interesting. But don't dry them. Okay, just hang them up. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they get tight. Do you wash your uh, gear? You, my same? gear? Yeah. My briefs. I don't wash my suit. Yeah, or shirt. Shirt. Mm. I imagine the shirt would Once in a great while, if I just wanted to snug up a little, I'll yeah. wash it more light. Well, so there was a uh, gentleman here yesterday doing some friggin' gnarly benching. Randy. It's Randy. And I noticed that he was spraying his shirt with water. Yeah, it makes it a little more pliable. To get it on? Yep. No, yeah, but once it's on... Just think of something that's damp. Like if you have a wet uh, t-shirt, yeah. when it dries, it feels like it's form-fitted. Ah, gotcha. Same idea. Okay. So it was really. And it also it'll protect those seams a little bit when you spray those. Not that that shirt's ever going to tear. Right. That was. He had a, a jacked triple ply orange. What is it called? Jacked, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, but it does protect the fabric and the seams too. But it also helps it set. You want right. to set your shirt up. Gotcha. I was assuming it was just to. Uh, Get the getting on process easier. No, you just don't want it too wet because that'll take some of the spring out of it. Mm-hmm. So, we got a very uh, to change to change subjects here. We got an interesting question from uh, our beloved uh, Carson, Carson Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what episode he was on the podcast, but was, uh, that, yep. not that far back. No, not too long ago. I think he was might have been. Uh, Episode thirty something, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, Carson is a regular. He's been listening here for a long time. For those yeah. who who didn't listen to the episode, his wife lives here. Yet. His wife lives here. He's blind. He's blind. Um, Visually impaired. That he, he doesn't can't see. He can't he see. Can't see. I told him being blind, he can't see. Right. Um, well, that's what I write when I used to write notes. Yeah. Because people leaving stuff out, he was tripping. Yeah. <laughs> He's blind. Parentheses. That means he can't, can't see. see. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, sorry, Carson, we're not laughing because you're blind. No. We're laughing because other people can't read. And they're and, rude. And they're rude. Um, and I guess we just want to let people know that, you know, this is coming from the perspective of a guy who doesn't make any excuses, you know? Yes, people that's will, right. Uh, he just comes and trains. He comes to trains. He makes it work. He doesn't ask anybody for help. Nope. Ever. Just doesn't. So, this is a question that he had that I think is a, a good one. So... And I apologize if I don't read this exactly correctly. Confessing my wrong-headed idea this morning, but I haven't worked out hard enough unless I feel like a dude being rolled out of a gym in a wheelchair, head bandage, and in an arm sling. So I think what he's asking is, how do you... I think, well, I, I don't know if it's a question or so much of a just a statement as, you know, a lot of folks will work out until they can't. Correct. Um... The sustainability with that is obviously not good, but I think, I think kind of the interesting piece that he's getting at is from like, almost like a mental health standpoint. Like you want to feel like you did a good job. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't looking at it that way, but I think that's exactly so what you're saying. He, um, exactly what he's asking. I didn't. I didn't take the question that because he asked me that. Right. That's where it came from. I think you know. I think it's pretty obvious that it's you know much more beneficial to not work out to that point. I don't think that that is even the topic of discussion here. Yeah, but I think what's interesting is you know how do you know especially whether you're a, a younger guy or an older guy, how do you kind of get, how do you stay focused and feel accomplished without beating the piss out of yourself, for lack of a better term? Make your lifts that you plan on, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. It's the best thing for my head is yeah. to make my lifts. Because, you know, the, the common bro methodology is to show up and you're going to bench until you can't bench. Or you're going to, you know, you're going to keep yeah. one of five on. And that's not even, you know, the max effort west side. That's not what that is. Right. That's just the heaviest lift for the day. That's all it is. It's not maxing out trying to set a new PR that you've never hit before. Right. That's not even what that means. So, uh, you're not, this isn't bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, I suppose you probably feel sore. Every workout, I don't know. Yeah, these are compound movements. So, if you're new to it, you probably be sore after the first couple because they are compound movements. But once you get going and you get in powerlifting shape, I don't. You should. I mean, you might be tired. Right. Now and then, I feel fatigue. Maybe specific. Fatigue. Hamstrings. Yeah. Are they're tired. My low back is tired. My mm -hmm. shoulders are tired. Right. But Tri not like not tired. like what he's talking about. Correct. And you know what? Is confusing to some people here. They might be thinking, well, you're, you're, if you're powerlifting, you're lifting a hell of a lot more weight than a bodybuilder would. Right. And that's exactly it, is that it's a compound movement, and we're using all of our muscle to move the weight, where the intent of a bodybuilder might be to focus to isolate on a specific muscle and to tear that muscle apart as much as they can right. so that they can eat a tremendous amount of food and increase the size of it. Every time you tear it down and eat right properly and recover, then it gets bigger. But we also do a lot of tearing with, with what we're doing. Of course. That's why we get so thick. Because we're building better. In a better format, in my opinion. I mean, I would have to agree because it's... Um, and, you know, I'm sure that there were folks who would say, well, what about strongman then? Because that's even more you know, practical movements than the squat, bench, and deadlift. And there's so many more movements. But, I, you know, the bigger picture here is that it's, it's a different mentality. You got to have a different mentality. We're trying to execute these three specific moves. Correct. The strongman, you never, you don't know what you're doing because right. they, at least the one I did, they didn't, they didn't, we didn't know till towards the end, I guess, what the movements were going to be. I just knew there would be stones and squats, I guess, and deadlift. But they hadn't said the other two, so I didn't know. 
And then bodybuilding, there's how many methods are for that? Uh, I'm Brazilian. We could go on for 10 podcasts on that. Yeah. Right? So I guess if he wants an answer to that, I think he already knows now. But the answer is that's not what this is about. It's not what it's about, and I think you need to have, you know, and this isn't just an answer for Carson, this is kind of the answer to, to the question, is that you got to, I think that some people buy, if they're extremely sore, you know, they got the wobbly legs when they're walking out they of the say, gym. Oh, I got, I got my money's worth. Well, and that yeah. is, it's instant gratification. That is instant gratification. See, that's where you're smarter than me. <laughs> but it, it is, though. You're you, right. You I didn't know? Even think of that. Because yeah. you're... We're this. We're in the state of Maine. I'm. I'm not a blue collar person, but as a as a man, as a human being, there is a sense of accomplishment when you're sore and when you're when you're exhausted. Yeah. But there's also a sense of accomplishment in setting a long term goal and accomplish and hitting that long term goal. And that is always feels ten times better than that short term goal of being limping out of here. Of limping out of here, or you know. Deadlifting till your nose blows open and you got blood everywhere, or till your hand you rip your calluses right. off or whatever it may be, or until you 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 know cramp completely up and people are injecting yeah, Pedialyte into you. Well, <laughs> you know you're not, you're not learning anything at that point anyway. You, this is learning these movements. Every time you train, you should be learning more about right. the three movements. You know, there's a time and a place when you got to you know moving, for example. Sore as hell after that. Yeah, because those are un- those are unspecific to you. Right. If but I, the day I know that you'll probably agree because you've done more meets lately than I have. The one time you do feel it like he's talking about is after a meet. Exactly, and that is after because you've your gone all out. Your you've gone goal. all out for a di- for all three lifts yep. in one day. So that is that is the time, and I, it's okay to feel like that. Yes. Yeah. Usually, you know. But if you feel like that every workout, you're not gonna you're gonna go backwards. You're only gonna make it to so many workouts. Yeah. <laughs> you just, your lifts will go backwards. I th- I don't know. That's my that's my best answer. But I think he's he's now aware of that. Yeah. Now the forty eight hour thing, you know, the delayed onset stuff. Yes. You might be sore two days later if you've if you've really hit a workout hard, but you shouldn't. It shouldn't be immediate. It shouldn't be acute soreness. Right. Yeah. I, I find that a lot when I do. Uh, you know the workouts that, or the programming that Ryan's been helping me with uh-huh. is uh, on squats. It's like a it's seven weeks deload, and you do eight, seven, si- or you know you have an eight week, a six week, and a four week mm-hmm. sets of eight, six, or four, and then you reset it, do it again, deload, start over. And it's always the deload, start over that I get the worst. That next week back, that you get the worst acute, you know, delayed uh, muscle. So forty-eight hours later. Exactly. Yeah. That first squat workout back, it's always. Whoa, you yeah. know, going up the steps, yeah. getting out of bed the first time is mm-hmm. uh, a little shocking. Yeah. And again, but it's not every time. Like it, I said, it's once every eight It's not weeks. specific to your training, what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And because it's not every day, you feel more pride about it. And so just to you know, beat the hell out of this dead horse, uh, uh, the opposite way of thinking about that could be that you should save feeling... Like you can't, like you need to be wheelchaired out in an arm sling and a head bandage <laughs> for just only after the meets. After the meets. Because if you do it all the time, it's not special. It, yeah, you don't get that reward. And you don't really feel, because how can you feel accomplished if you feel like that every day? Well, if you feel like that every day, you're not going to come back. Right. Right. So I guess it's almost, you know, 
that day after the meet, whether it was a good meet or a bad meet, you're going to feel some self-sense of accomplishment for doing a meet yeah. and showing up. Now, if you feel like that every workout, you're either going to quit or you're going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Or you work out, your lifts are going to go backwards. Right. So I guess what I would challenge someone to do who feels like they should be, you know, kicking the piss out of themselves every workout is have a more strategic approach and maybe you should feel like that three times a year from lifting weights. From a couple of hard workouts and a competition. Right. Right. And that's it. And then tell me how, you know, how accomplished you feel afterwards. I think that would be the... Some of that came, I think, from uh, Arnold had a book way back, uh, Education of a Bodybuilder. Never heard that? of it, nope. I think everybody read that, and he would say how they would train so hard they'd get sick, which is not good. No, so I'm sure that I'm sure that trickles down way back from that book. Right, and again, it's and just you know general meathead testosterone. Testosterone and, more is better. Let me do this. Let me go do him five more sets. Yeah, he did five. I'll do six. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great, great question, Carson. And um, for new listeners, if you want to. If you have a question that you'd like to be addressed on this podcast, um, Facebook, Instagram, go on our website, get it to us somehow. We would love to answer it. Yeah. Um, I'm at East Coast Meet. we got at Dynamax Gym, Dynamax.com. Plenty of ways to get it on there. All kinds of ways. And you'll get it on, guaranteed. Guaranteed. We don't shut anybody. Not too many podcasts you can say we'll that We guarantee it. <laughs> you ask us a question, we will freaking we will, answer and it. And we'll answer it. Um, if we don't have the answer... We'll make one up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. We'll get the answer. Yeah, and, uh, you know. What's it? Uh, <clears throat> Half-truths. Half yeah. No, uh, we'll find you the answer. Yeah. We got the technology. Yes. So, I, I did I did a little digging on some stats for our last, from our last year of podcasting. Okay. And I'm curious what you think about this. So, in the last 50 weeks, yeah. we had 25 unique interviews. 25 different people. Really? So it worked out somehow that it was a, you know, exactly half of the interviews were, or half of the podcasts were unique interviews. I think yeah, the, rest about, were, the rest were you and I? Uh, we had about five redos, and that was, you know, Travis, Emily, Noah. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Um, there was a couple others that we did twice. Um, Ryan, I think we did a couple times. Okay. We had him on here a couple times. Okay. So I think we had about 30 inter or, you know, interviews yeah. and 20 times of us just kind of shooting the shit. Okay. Um, I gotta say that, like, I love interviewing people. It's great, especially great to meet, to know the people that I see in here every day better, get to know their story better. It's awesome to be able to spread the message of, uh, you know, if, you know, we could hear a, a story of adversity and how somebody got through it and that helps somebody else, you can't beat that. But you, don't you feel like just shooting the shit is so much easier? These ones? Yeah. I enjoy them. I I'll be too. honest with you. Absolutely. So I think what I'd like to do for this upcoming 50 podcast is to continue to do unique, uh, to interview, you know, more people. When the feeling grabs us. When the feeling grabs us. And um, to try to have it be less of an interview, though. And just... When we have the person. Yeah, just to kind of have them as a part of the more conversation. More like three of us. Just shoot the shit. Instead of two of us. Exactly. Okay. Or instead of it being like our two side, you know, uh, I want it to be a roundtable discussion. Not yes. to be like a job interview. Maybe or if, a, if it's somebody who just a quick background and then just talk. Right. This is so-and-so, and, -so and uh, let's, let's get after it. Yeah, okay. So that, that was one of my goals. Um, that's, a, that's a great goal. But I was wondering what if you had any goals for the podcast moving forward. I mean, I think that, you know, business-wise or 
I mean, we one of the first things that we joked about in the podcast was an intern. Yep. You got an now intern. I have one. <laughs> right? You do. Yep. Um, you know, I think that uh, Mike and Emily might have got a little. Uh, I think I might have sparked a tiny little flame under their butt to kind of jump on board here a little bit with the podcast. I think that might have kind of brought to light, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any like a pipe wanna, dream? You know, what would it be? I want to do. Uh, I want to promote at least three seminars coming up. Okay, that I want to do here. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what you meant or not. Yeah, so you want to do you want to use it as a tool to mention a deadline. So do you want to use it to promote the seminar, or do you want to use it as a tool to like recruit someone to do a seminar? No, I'm going to do them. Okay, but I want to use this as a tool, I guess, if that's what you meant. Yeah, no, I mean it's just kind of like, what do you want to do with the pot? We can do whatever we want. There's yeah. no rules. And so maybe we'll take my whatever my format's going to be. Yeah. And hash that around on the podcast and say, be here two Saturdays from now. Absolutely, and maybe we could even. Um, I don't know if we'd have to figure out a way. Maybe we could mic you up and record it. I'm glad to do that, too. Um, So, some of my goals for the podcast. I would love to... I've had a lot of people ask about, are you going to have videos on the podcast? So, Mm -hmm. it would just be a video of this. Oh, you mean like live when we did it? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, for all the podcasts, have a YouTube channel, whatnot. Oh, I see. Uh, I don't know if that's something that... I definitely like doing the live podcast. That was one thing that I, I forgot to mention. We, we went live twice in 50 weeks. <laughs> Just twice? Just twice. Okay. Um, yeah. I feel like it was three times. I actually. do, too. But Seems to me it was three. Three. So maybe I'd like to do that more often. They do seem to, you know, as, as popularity grows, because mm-hmm. half the battle there is, is that we need a little bit of feedback. You know, we want to be having a podcast with the folks online. Yes. So it, the, the timing is right. You got to do it at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe six p.m. is better than seven p.m. or maybe mm-hmm. seven is better than six. I don't know. Um, you mean if it's live? Yeah, like there's going to be like an ideal time right. that people will tune in. You know, the beauty of the podcast is that people don't have to tune in. Yeah, because they listen to it when it's up. Right, one a.m. or what time do? Right, exactly. That's um, my t- that's my entertainment tonight. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I'd like to do some remote podcasts. I'd like to pod. I'd like to have interviews with some of the folks that I uh, kind of got inspiration to do the podcast from in the first place. Jim McDonald, who originally um, started the uh, or produced Mark Bell's podcast. Oh yeah. Um, Weren't you in touch with him? I was. I've I've been in touch with him on Twitter a few times, and he's been nothing but helpful and encouraging. Um, there's a woman, uh, Chrissy May Cagney, I think is how you pronounce her name. She owns uh, Deadlift and Donuts. Um, Deadlift and Donuts? Deadlift and Donuts. She does a Deadlift for Recovery program. Recovery? Um, injury recovery? No. Um, oh. Like uh, detox. Really? Yes. They use deadlifts? Not, not exactly. Just but kidding. It's, you know, Just they, kidding. It, it's... might help, too. <laughs> Maybe some curls? <laughs> Calf presses, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but so I'd no like goblets, though. No. <laughs> I'd love to go. That's clever. I'd love to interview her because she actually discouraged me from doing a, a powerlifting podcast in Why? particular. But well, I think that I think she had an interesting point. It was yeah. that you know at the very beginning I said I want to do a powerlifting podcast. Period. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of morphed it into something different. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's kind of strength culture in Maine, strength mm-hmm. culture around Dynamax, and just. Why? Did, why is it that the folks from Maine want to be strong and mm-hmm. early and 
Mm-hmm. We've kind of treat you know it's more than just podcasts. That's why we've had Navy, or more than just powerlifting. I'm sorry. That's why we've had Navy SEALs and race car drivers and everybody and you know other folks, bankers, bankers, doctors, and doctors, and uh, soccer coaches. Soccer coaches. You know that that's kind of the beauty of this podcast. I think so. We found our niche. Yeah. Well, hey. We're leaving. Can you guys just turn the fan off when you leave? That's <laughs> no joke. I got you. <laughs> that was the uh, boss. Yeah. <laughs> Landlord. <laughs> I say it every time I leave, so. You have to give you some, just a little. Just a little. It's no joke. I've seen those catch on fire. Seen them? My parents had a fan catch on fire. Like right in front of you? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they told me it caught on fires, I believe them. <laughs> so you haven't seen it with you two eyes? No. Right? Okay. I don't want it. That's why I say turn it off right. immediately. <laughs> I'm glad we fed it that way. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, the podcast is back. It's going to be a little bit less frequent, um, but it's here to stay. And um, if you, like I mentioned, if you've got any questions, if you're interested in being on the podcast, let me know. Uh, I, I do want to do more with training. I think, yeah, okay. On this. Okay. Training approaches. Sure. Let's, I'll, okay. I do. Think about that for the next yep. one. Training approaches, and also, I would also like to kind of touch on, I think we've touched on some call it easy to talk about subjects in powerlifting easy, and there's been yeah. some less there are some things that are less easy to talk about in powerlifting you know mental health is one of them that I think uh, yep. I've had a few people mention that they'd like to do some podcasts on okay um, I, want, I want to help people get out of the box get out of their box try something else uh, bust the plateau they've been stuck at some lift yeah. I want to I want to get into more of that okay that that's the goal of the podcast. So that's really what you want to do with the seminars then. Also. Then I want to take that to the seminar, but we can also throw it out during these. Right. You know, I want to get people to think beyond what they're doing. That's, I like that a lot. That's a, I think that's a hell of a way to end it too. Okay. Um, so August 11th. August 11th, get online and get entered because it, I think it is going to fill up. Yeah, oh, it definitely will. And if I'm you can help us out, it's just a couple hours Friday and a couple hours Saturday. Yep. Two hours for setup, two hours to do the meet mm-hmm. and it, you know you don't have to go far because it is right it's right here and so this is uh this has been episode 51 and uh stay tuned stay tuned we're men without issues men without issues and in the future we we're going to help you bust through plateaus we're going to talk talk about the things people don't want to talk about and everything in between that's it all right have a good night good night everybody